Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. George Michael. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest, the other's husband is dead. Alright, you know the deal. Welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast, the only podcast that I know that is solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook the book, and you know, you know the deal. Alright, uh, we I'm kind of going crazy. I've been up for like 36 hours straight, and I've got a super busy day tomorrow. Uh, a lot of meetings. So, uh, let's just knock this out, because it's not very good, and it just had to technically get done, because I'm literally was passing out earlier today when I was writing it. Pat was a strange child. His parents noticed it from an early age. He'd learned to talk and spent lots of time speaking to himself and not to them. Most of what he said was nonsense. They didn't start to worry until he became older and the conversation he carried on solo got to be more intelligible. Pat never acted out, so the behavior was largely brushed aside. He was taken on a few appointments with a children's behavioral specialist, Dr. Cliff Patel. He assured Pat's parents their son's behavior wasn't common, but was not cause for concern, and by the time Pat started school, the whole matter was forgotten. It was Christmas in Pennsylvania. Pat had just turned five, and his parents decided to take him to the mall to meet Santa for the first time. We can write a letter asking for... Whatever you'd like him to bring you for Christmas, Dolores told her son. Pat seemed unenthused. You've been such a good boy this year, Pat's mom continued. Don't you want to tell Santa what you want to wish for? I suppose, said Pat. Dolores gathered some supplies and set Pat up to write his letter. He pulled out a red crayon and carefully scribbled a few words on the paper. He folded it up and stuffed it into his pocket. Do you want to give me that note so that I can put it in an envelope? Asked Dolores. No. I'd rather give it to the big man directly, said Pat. The Salatanos arrived at the King of Prussia Mall. The parking lot was busy and Patrizio dropped his family off at the main entrance while he continued to circle looking for parking. Pat's mom took Pat by his hand and they walked in to find Santa. When they arrived, there were a few families in line before them, but not too many. It was still early in the season, with Christmas being four whole weeks away. When it was Pat's turn, he approached the big man, slowly and solemnly. After what seemed like an eternity, his slow procession down the red carpet ended, and he stood before the mall Santa. Would you like to sit on Santa's lap? asked Pat. Pat nodded. He didn't want to, but he knew he was there, here, and didn't want to cause a scene. Have you been a good boy? asked Santa. Pat looked in the actor's eyes with an expressionless gaze that caused the mall Santa to shiver. Pat reached into his pocket and then pulled out the folded letter. Santa took it, opened it, pushed his glasses up on his chunky nose and squinted at the fine print. His mouth dropped and he let out a gasp. I think you need to go back to your mother, said Santa. Okay, said Pat. He turned and walked back to his mother. The Santa was shaking his head as the boy walked away. Next, called the host that was dressed like an elf. 
Did you have a good talk with Santa? Dolores asked. Yeah, he's not the real Santa, said Pat. Of course he is. No. He's just a man in a costume. I could see the fake beard. It was 27 years later. Pat was sitting alone in his living room. Tiffany had left him six months earlier, and this was the first Christmas that he'd spend alone. He made himself a microwave dinner and watched a TV broadcast of It's a Wonderful Life, but had to change to something else halfway through. He didn't mind watching George Bailey's life go down the drain, but it was too hard for him to watch the redemption, a redemption that he didn't know if he'd ever find for himself. He was jealous. Quantum Leap run reruns. That's the ticket. A fun show that had an underlying depressive quality to it. Sure, you were following the weekly adventures of Sam Beckett as he leaped from life to life, righting the wrongs of the universe. However, to Sam's misfortune, as soon as he'd solved whatever problem of life he was sent to fix, he would instantly leap to another person and start the cycle all over again. In some ways, it was a show about the world's most kind man who decided to use his cosmic misfortune for good and never seemed to lose heart, despite the fact that nothing ever happened to him for doing good, except being granted more suffering and obstacles, like a modern-day Sisyphus. The current episode of the marathon came to an end, and Pat yawned. The credits rolled, and he packed up his dinner tray, turned out the lights, and headed to bed. He didn't have to work in the morning, so he didn't set an alarm. Pat's heart felt heavy as he was lying in the bed made for two. He now clutched pillows where once the warmth of his lover had been. He tossed and turned, but eventually he drifted off to a shallow slumber. It was about 3 a.m. when Pat was awoken from his sleep. There was a rustling downstairs. He reached into the nightstand and pulled out a loaded forty-five. He donned his slippers and carefully made his way towards the stairs. He paused at the top of the staircase. The lights in the living room were on, and the tree was glowing from the string of lights that were also on. Funny. He could have sworn that he had turned off the lights when he went to bed. He placed one foot on the top stair and started to shift his weight and take a step when all of a sudden he heard the noise of a man's voice. He peeked over the rail and what did he see? A fat, red-nosed, jolly Santa. At least he was an actor that was dressed up to be Santa. Pat raised his weapon and drew down on the jolly man. What are you doing here? said Pat. It's Christmas! said Santa. I'm here to give you something you've always wanted. Pat took a step, and that's when he felt the blade of Santa's Christmas sword penetrate his chest. The cold steel burnt as it entered his torso, the sharp blade slicing away the muscles as, it, as if there was none. Pat coughed, and blood started to pour out of his mouth. He fell to his knees, coughing even harder. Who are you? said Pat. His words were barely decipherable. Why? Why did you do this? Why? I'm Santa, said the man. You wished for this many years ago, and since then you have lived a very good life. Not perfect, but more good than bad. And so I have come to deliver that gift that you have always wanted. Pat closed his eyes, and he collapsed on the floor. The blood poured out of him, pooled around him, making an abstract circle outlining his body. Pat struggled to keep his eyes open, and with all his power, 
he showed one last look at the old Santa man. That was him all right. He remembered him from 27 years ago. And now that he knew why his gift had been delivered, suddenly his fear, anger, and sadness all drifted away. His gift held him gently in its essence, and Pat closed his eyes, and he fell silent. It was truly a Merry Christmas. All right, short and sweet. We're going to be next back next week. Um, we might actually have a special guest on or something. I, I did a lot of work. We're, uh, I don't believe we're going to be doing fan fiction next week. Um, we might, but I think we're going to start doing the couples surveys that have started to come in, and I have some feedback from them. So anyway, uh, until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh yeah.